we're, we're recording. Yeah. Hey, listening to Better Who Go Podcast, episode 160, and I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to kick off the arc of the audience 2.0, The Revenge. Now hit our theme song. Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're done with the arc of the lovable losers. We're moving onward and upward into one of our favorite things to do, which is feature all of CCO Nation's decks in the arc of the audience 2.0, The Revenge. Oh, baby. I am actually excited for this. And you were saying before the show... I don't know if the deck's good, <laughs> but it's certainly good. Yes, it's a good deck to and talk about, but y- I don't know if it's good. You had a deck just like this uh, in days gone by, right? Yeah, I played uh, Roshin Meanderer Hydra Tribal. And this deck actually has Roshin Meanderer. For the exact same reason as I played her, but uh, to play different stuff. But not a Roshin Meanderer deck. No, she's she's really key, though. I think so. I would worldly tutor for her in this deck. Oh, does it play worldly tutor? I don't remember. Uh, I don't think it does, but if it doesn't, we'll suggest it later. Sure. Speaking of later, let's read the commander and then talk about him later. You got it. Today we're talking about Ramos Dragon Engine, who is a 4446 colorless with flying. Whenever you cast a spell, put a plus one plus one counter on Ramos Dragon Engine for each of that spell's colors. Then you can remove five plus one plus one counter from Ramos to add white, white, blue, blue, black, black, red, red, green, green to your mana pool. Activate this ability only once each turn. Oh, so you can get 10 mana for casting a spell. Correct. Like a a bunch of spells. Yes. We've never done a Ramos before. We have not. I built one for F.U. Jesse. Oh, yeah. Um, It's a fun deck to to build because you get to play all of the... Cool five-color, multicolored goodness that I think a lot of people like to play, but they don't because some of it is less efficient. Than yeah, it's very EDH to me. Like getting ten mana to do something is like really EDHy. Would you play Progenitus with the ten? I wouldn't. If you play a Progenitus with your ten, you immediately get, get another ten. <laughs> five counters to play another thing that costs ten. So Progenitus is kind of free. How do you like that? That's not terrible. This guy, <laughs> this this card is very powerful. Um, and you know what's funny is we have turned right on our head from Arc of Lovable Losers in that this guy has like twelve hundred builds on EDHREC.com. Yes, he. Is. I don't. I don't know if any of them are going to be quite like this. I, oh, certainly not. I think that this one is a, a beast all of its own. Yeah, for sure. Very spicy build. Now, before we get into it, though, social media coordinates. Social media coordinates. We are a CCO podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list that we talk about throughout the course of the show. We are commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, deck lists for the Ark of the Lovable Losers 2.0. Not Lovable Losers. <laughs> the Ark of the Audience 2.0, The Revenge. But uh, no nudes. Ramos Dragon Engine nudes. No revenge nudes. No. No. <laughs> There's a whole website for that. We've done shows on it. I don't I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot clown pole. No. You can also find us anywhere better podcasts are found. That's your Podbean, your Podomatic, your iTunes, your Google Play, your Google Machine, all that. We're also on Patreon, YouTube, Facebook, and Flipside Gaming where you can still use promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order store-wide. 
And if you missed any of that or I missed something, because it happens sometimes, you can check us out at the official, official home of Commander Cookout Podcast for the entire internet, commandercookout.com. Ooh. <laughs> your, your .com voice and your revenge voice, same voice. <laughs> well, 90s cartoon cop, they both love revenge and .com. I suppose, yeah. If we had revenge.com, that would be... I feel like I don't want to go to revenge.com either. No, no, it'd be like murder.com.com. That's a movie, don't watch it, it's terrible. <laughs> of course, of course you know about terrible movies. A <laughs> um, couple things. On the CCO pre-show, we had mentioned our $166 boxes of War of the Spark. Oh my God, boxes are so... Ex- when I hear... Our American friends talk about how much they pay for boxes. It just, it gets me right in the heart. Yeah, for sure. Because it costs us actually twice as much. Your boxes from FlipsideGaming.com would <laughs> not be $166. <laughs> you can get them there now. I think War will be out by the time this episode airs. Yeah, War is out as we're recording this. Or is it pre-release weekend? I don't think so. I, can, I think can, it's pre-release weekend. So, What? Okay, well, that's whatever. But sure. It'll be out right away. Moral of the story. Get your War of the Spark boxes from Flipside Gaming. <laughs> Use promo code CCOFU. It really helps us out. Yeah, and you get your boxes for less than you would at somewhere else. Buying them from Canada. Anywhere in the country. <laughs> <laughs> um, second thing, new arc. New arc. New giveaway. This is the best giveaway. Before we do the best giveaway, okay. we have to decide on a new patron sign-up gift. We didn't even talk about this. I forgot to. I forgot to talk about it with you. No, I. Uh, I actually thought about it. Oh. And I, I don't ever want to put words in your mouth or paints in your hand. Uh-oh. But I have a really good, I think, idea for this month's Patreon sign up giveaway altar. Okay, give it to me. Every art now has a little crescent moon in it, and it's always nighttime. Wait, I, wait, I got one. I got one. I got one. We've got. Remember that shitty collection I bought? Yep. With the pen, penned on proxies. Yep. They're underground seas, <laughs> but they're actually like pirate ships or whatever cards from a certain set. Right. What's that set? The dark. What are we doing with the dark? We're giving it away. Dude. Yeah. We just left one giveaway behind, and now we're talking about the actual giveaway. <laughs> we are the worst. Now we're tragic. But we'll figure out something for the sign-up The sign arc. We're really excited. Both of us are about our new main giveaway, which is the dark. Not just a blood moon, not a ball lightning, not a pirate ship. The whole dark. The whole set. For you. From so, us. So a little while ago, we said we were going to do a deck giveaway every every arc. And that was big thanks to the patrons who really help us keep the show running. Yes. And this time we're up in our game a little bit. We're not doing a deck giveaway this week, or sorry, this arc. We're giving away a whole set of the dark. That you can use to build your own deck. There's actually some good shit in the dark. That's why we're giving it away. Blood Moon is in there. That's probably like the flagship card. But there's a card called Preacher. It's a white card that lets you take control of somebody else's creature. There is... Creature Preacher. Creature Preach. Creature Preach! (laughs) There is City of Shadows, which lets you exile creatures, and you get like a mana for each creature you exile on your land. It gets a counter, and then you... Yeah, I used to play it in Norn the Wary. It's a a good-ass card. Sweet art on it, too. 
Yeah, everything from the dark side, sweet art. And I, like I said last week, I'm excited to hold it in my hand because these cards are like from 1994. Yeah, they're they're older than some of the people that are listening to the show right now. A hundred percent. They're older than some of the people that we play magic with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're giving away the dark, Ryan. Big time prize. I think lots of people are probably crapping their pants right now. I'm I'm sitting on a log myself. How do we win? Two ways. Not our typical ways. Maybe we'll have some other giveaway or something from our war boxes where you can defecate on the like button or something to win something. (laughs) You got two ways to win the dark. The whole dark. The whole dark. First way, head over to iTunes. Give us an iTunes review. Make it something nice. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? We've got a whole ton of reviews and five-star ratings on Facebook and stuff because CCO Nation is actually the best audience you guys are very good to us and we appreciate it a whole lot and we would like some of those people or all of them or some new people that have commented on facebook to go over onto itunes and help us out there with a five-star review and a comment yes so that's way number one help us grow the show for sure second way twitter us or comment on a facebook post of ours or shoot us an email maybe with a deck submission for the arc sure of Something that shows that you've shared the show with somebody that you know. Yeah. So it could be maybe a screenshot of you like something. It could be a retweet of something that we've tweeted. Yeah. You could retweet it and say, hey, check out the show or whatever. Or it could be something creative. Some Maybe you have like CCO stickers that we've given you and you're showing people at your game store like your CCO stickers because Ryan and Brando are super cool and gave you one. Yeah. Something creative, something fun, something that'll put a smile on our face and get you get you entered to win the dark. The dark. The whole dark. The whole dark. We are breaking the bank with that, dude. That's going to be a no, lot of... It's totally worth it, though. I think I, I'm really excited about this because it really does give us a chance to give all of you guys something really cool. That like, you'll actually even play some of, right? Yeah, and it's something that, like, now you've got this really cool thing that I'll bet you your friend doesn't have. 100% your yeah. friend doesn't have the dark. Yeah, we'll give you a Will and Rowan Kenrith foil pair. That's cool. But we're giving you the dark. And I have to go through like the bowels of my collection to like to way back dark. in the yeah. dusty kitchen box that, um, hey, that reminds me, we got shout outs. Yes. <laughs> um, way back in the in the boxes, the old boxes to, to find my dark cards. Because I do have some. Yeah, I've got a few kicking around as well. For sure. That's where all my blood moons are from. Awesome. Now we don't have to buy one. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) Anyways, that's the giveaway. Those are the ways to win. Shoutouts? Shoutouts. We got some new patrons. Thank you. Big thank you to the patrons. You make the the giveaways and the YouTubes and all that stuff possible. First shoutout. He uses an alias. He doesn't give us his real name. Oh. So we were talking on the pre-show. You said if he already has a nickname, we'll give him a real name. Yeah. <laughs> so his alias on our Patreon is Psycho Gamer. He's probably a hardcore gamer. His real name? Lewis. Lewis. That's Lewis. that's not actually his real name. I know what it is. <laughs> Welcome what? aboard, Lewis. Lewis. Happy to have you. <laughs> I love it. You know what? My go-to like generic dude name? Steve. <laughs> Yours is Lewis, mine's Steve. The next guy that gives us an alias, his name's going to be Steve. Excellent. <laughs> next shout out, David Hodge Jr. I don't remember. You you said something on the pre-show, but I don't remember what it was now. Oh, I don't either. Was it good? Yeah. Was it like hog? Hog? Something hog skin? Something? Hodgkin? No. Hodgepodge? 
I don't mind hodgepodge. Hodgepodge? Hodgepodge will actually make me remember David Hodge when I read the name, when I read the word Hodge. D Hodgepodge. D Hodge. D Hodgepodge. D Hodgepodge. I like it. Yeah, D Hodgepodge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next shout out Dustin Kitchens. That was my dusty kitchen. Yeah. Dusty kitchen. Dust, dusty kitchen comment from a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, dusty kitchen. I made a comment that um, I never allowed in the kitchen anymore because I'm a dad. <laughs> and uh, we can't be trusted. I'm kidding. not a dad, but I can't be trusted in the kitchen. So I use the microwave, and that's that's good for me. For sure, dusty kitchens. Welcome aboard. Last shout out, Jacob Greaser. I love that name so much. I don't even want to give him a nickname. <laughs> It's it's a pretty easy one too, right? Like Jack Off Greaser. What? You can't just call somebody Jack Off. Can you? Just did. Jack Off Greaser. Welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We are the worst at giving nicknames. I'm not sure why people want this, but <laughs> if you want to get a dirty CCO nickname. Head over to our Patreon page. You, you get yourself set up. <laughs> yeah, man. We will hook you up, son. And do or not. Or daughter. <laughs> yeah. Do not forget to link your Discord account to your Patreon account in your Patreon settings. Just just in case um, you don't have that set up already, that's how you get into the Discord when you become a patron. Something I like about the Discord channel um, is on the show I was talking about how CCO Nation is like the coolest people and they're all real cool and they're friendly and they're nice and we have the best fans. Yes. Discord totally proves it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's all it's active. It's friendly. It's fun. People are talking decks and hockey and baseball and oh, drinking yeah. too much. We, it's we awesome. had we had guys wish us night happy Fridays. Yeah, like it's it's tremendous. Yeah, it's great. I got messages like wishing me a happy Easter and stuff. Like it's it's the best place. There may or may not also be some fu's thrown around there. Absolutely, there are. <laughs> there are absolutely those. Now speaking of the Discord. The Discord. That's where today's deck came from. Ooh, nice segue. Oh, baby. That's a nice segue. I'll, I'll, I'll blow it out. I'll blow the load here. Big Dick Jones. Dick Jones! That's that's the patron's nickname who submitted this deck on Discord. That's whose deck we're doing. Excellent. Yeah, Big Dick Jones, welcome. Or, Thanks for... Th thank you. <laughs> yeah. and, and F you for this first card that we're going to talk about. Oh, baby. Half of the reason I picked this deck is because of the first Creech. <sighs> and there's only eight of them, and this is one of them. Should I? Should we just should we dive headlong into it? Do it. <sighs> Fucking Draco. Draco. <laughs> it is a five-color deck. Ramos has Wooberg in his ability, so he can play Draco. So, Draco, 9-9, nine, nine, Artifact Creech Dragon... For 16 mana. You think he's going to be on the milk list today? Yeah. 100% he's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I do. Now, you might be thinking, 9-9 nine, nine for 16, that's terrible. Well, Draco costs two less to cast for each basic land type among basics you control. So he's a 9-9 nine, nine flyer for six at the best of times. Yeah, and he flies. That's what I said. Yes. <laughs> now, he's got one other thing. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice Draco unless you pay... I had to lean in. That actually says 10. Yeah. This cost is reduced by two for each basic land type among the lands you control. So you could just pay nothing if you have Wooberg mana. Yes. On basics. Basic land types, I should say. Basic land types. So there's basics, right. there's shocks in here, so you... That ability, that, that, that keyword or whatever is called domain now, right? Yes. So you could say, 
he's he he's doom domain costs two less for each basic. You got it. You got what I was saying. And yeah. domain pay ten two less during your upkeep. Yeah. That's cool. Goddamn Draco. That's cool card, man. It goes in my plane chase collect or my plane shift collection. <laughs> it's fine. It's so got a awesome. cool picture on it. All right, what's next? You it that betrays is next. Yeah, you tell me what's next. <laughs> yeah. Another expensive <laughs> another expensive twelve drop. Jesus. Holy shit. Eleven eleven for twelve with annihilator two. So when he attacks, the defending player sacks two permanents. Just like straight up. Pretty good. And whenever anybody sat, whenever an opponent sacrifices anything, you get it. That's pretty cool. That card is so good. Puts no counters on Ramos. That's. Ooh, neither does Draco. Yeah, so that's. I think that's like your top end. That's your finisher. That's your 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 world beater, right? I suppose. Yeah, I forgot about that. They don't put counters on Draco. That's fine. I like both of those cards. You know who does put counters on Ramos? And you know who is also a finisher? Lab Maniac. What in the actual? No, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. What's up with this? Big Dick Jones trying to be Cedh asshole. Right. I play blue. I'm better than you. Yeah, that Lab Maniac. Joke is he plays all the other colors, so he's just as bad as the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> so Lab Maniac is a two-two for three. If you would draw a card when your library has no cards in it, you win instead of lose. <laughs> I like that. That's you know, a good replacement effect. <laughs> you know what's funny is it's a replacement effect. So if you would draw, you win instead. So if something triggers off of you drawing, it doesn't trigger. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever relevant. I don't. I'm pretty sure that once win the game is on the stack, you don't give a shit if oh, you drew yes, a card or I took suppose. a damage. <laughs> Who cares? Next up, we have Malik. Is it Paragon? Yeah. So two, four for six. Play with the top card of your library revealed. You may cast the top card of your library if it's an instant or sorcery. And then whenever you cast an instant or sorcery from your library, copy it. I forgot that he did that part. Yeah, that's that's why he cost six. Yeah. He was uh he's good. He's he, a, he, he's co- a cool he cost six. He's a two four for six, which is why I think he doesn't get as much play as he could. But you play him with something like a brainstorm or even a Sylvan library. He, you, well you could not take the four and then just play the card instead yeah you just reorder the top three of your library he's good with top he's good with anything Miri's, that lets you draw yeah right? Mary's guile then he's you just, really good you just draw more cards with him <laughs> yeah alright we talked about this one already love this card in Roshin Meanderer what is going on with that art it's what? like an old lady and she's a giant she's just like hey I'm gonna help you out a little bit what is happening she's so, great I don't know she's a 4-4 four, four for Gruel Hybrid and 3 and you can tap her to add 4 Diamond mana. You see that? Yeah. To your like mana that. pool. But you can only spend that to co- to pay X costs. Yes. That's fine. It gives you four mana into your X for free. It's pretty good. You have to activate it at least twice to get your mana back out of it, right? I suppose. Typically, once you've added four into an X spell, is a it's a goddamn lot. Like, I suppose. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't sound like all that much, but it it's a lot. And I, I can speak from that from playing with Hydras and stuff, like tap green and this thing, and you have a 4-4. Four, four. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's it's, fine. It's solid. It's a good card. Underrated, I think. You could use it to play your Walking Ballista, though. There's oh, yeah. This, this is an interesting card. I don't think we've ever played this card in a deck before. This is uh, XX for a zero, 0 So you got to pay X twice. Uh-oh. 
and it enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. And you can pay four to put a plus one plus one counter on it, and you can remove a plus one plus one counter to deal one damage to something. Ooh, that's lots of stuff. That does lots of stuff. W what does that mean? Okay, so X equals two. So you pay two, and then you pay two. Yeah. And Walking Ballista enters the battlefield as a 2-2. Two -two. Yes. So four mana for a 2-2? Two -two? Four mana 2-2. Two -two. And you can pay four mana to put a counter on it. Yeah. So you got to make like some big mana to make this relevant, right? Yeah. Like if you if you set Ramos off, you still only end up with a 5-5. Five -five. I've got a suggestion for what we could replace this with. Okay. I think we could replace this with something else. We'll talk about that later on in the show after we talk about the send triplets. Yeah. Okay. 3-3 three, three for black, blue, white, 2 at the beginning of your upkeep, choose target opponent. This turn, that player can't play spells or activate abilities and plays with their hand revealed to everybody. And you can cast spells from their hand. Now that is cool. With <laughs> Ramos, that is great. Yeah. And Ramos gives you Wooberg. Yeah. So yeah. you can just use, and you have Wooberg anyway because that's the deck you're playing. Oh, yeah. And then you can use send triplets to. Strip somebody's hand, put counters back on Ramos. She herself puts three counters on Ramos. Yeah, because she's three colors. That's synergy right there is Sweet. what that is. Okay, let's um, let's do some lumping because we're going to be like a six-hour podcast if we don't. Um, there is a bunch of two-color counter spells in this deck, and I think the goal of the counter spell is to make the stretch the deck into the long game, and you want them to be two colors because then they put two counters on Ramos when you counter a spell. Yes. So let's just go through them, and you can read the names of those cards. Okay, we have Absorb, Counter Flux, Counter Squall, Double Negative, Dovin's Veto, Guttural Response, Hindering Light, Ionize, Overrule, Mind Swipe, Render Silent, and Void Slime. Wow. Holy shit. Those all are more than one color and are all counter a spell, and usually do something else, like gain you a life or what have you. Gain you three life or counter two spells. Counter all the spells. Like, yeah, they're all they're all counter spells that do other stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Not too bad. All right. What's what's the real aim of this deck? What is this deck doing? Hold on. Let me preface this. Uh, was it last week or a couple weeks ago you said that it would be fun to do, like, tribal of a certain card type? Like yeah. overrun tribal? Remember that? Yeah. What tribe are we doing today? X-Spells. X-Spell Tribal. <laughs> what? So it's to get to the long game so you can tap your mana, tap your Roshin Meander, use your Ramos mana, and just blow somebody out with a big X-Spell. That's pretty cool. Oh, I want to blow somebody out with a big X-Spell so hard. You could blow somebody out with an Aurelia's Fury. Yes. So white-red X, it deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or players. Tap each creature dealt damage this way. Players dealt damage this way can't cast non-creature spells this turn. That just, like, wipes out something, somebody. Like, they just shuts them off for a turn. It's pretty good. And you can divide it how, however you choose. Yes, you could, on the beginning of Buddy's turn during their untap or upkeep or whatever the hell, you just blow up all their crap. Yeah. And Tap then, all their shit and blow them out. It's pretty sweet. And they can't cast non-creatures this turn. Yeah. It, like, silences them, kind of. It's neat. Yeah. All right, next up we have uh, Blue Sun Zenith. Ooh, classic with Labman. Yep. Blue, 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 X. Remember, this is an instant. Target player draws X cards, then you shuffle it into your library. So you could kill the dredge guy with it too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stupid dredge. How about Dromar's Charm? Oh, this isn't an X spell, but it, it costs three different colors. 
It's a counter spell. Black, blue, white for an instant. Choose one, so it's a charm. Gain five life, counter a spell. Uh, counter target spell, yeah. yeah. Or target creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. Um, you can maybe kill a small creature or counter a spell, and Ramos gets three counters. It's good. How about Electro-Dominance? Oh, baby. I don't even own this card yet. I think this is a, this is kind of weak in this deck, I think. But this, I, I agree. This card is so good, though. Uh, red, red, X, instant, deals X damage to any target. Then you can cast something with converted mana cost X for free. Oh, But you can't cast another X spell with it. That's right. X would then be zero, so you're... At least I think that's how that works. That is how it works. Yeah, so you're... Uh, you're going to no, get is a, it? I think so. Probably. Should we look it up? No. Yeah. You know what I like, though? I like um, Red Red Roshin Meanderer for four to deal four damage to something. And then counter their spell. And then counter their spell also. That's pretty good, yeah. That's probably cool. All right, we have a card Uh-oh. that should not exist. Uh-oh. I'm tilting my head to the goddamn side. I hope you're happy, Dick Jones. We have Expansion Explosion. Brando's tilted. <laughs> right off the earth. I have to tilt my head too, goddammit. So Expansion is, is it, is it hybrid? Copy target instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost four or greater, and you choose new targets. So that does copy X spells. It's four or less. So it still count, copies X spells, but uh, not the good ones. Four or less. Oh, that does kind of... Okay, what does the other side do? <laughs> Uh, red, red, blue, blue, X. Okay. Explosion deals X damage to any target, and target player draws X cards. It's Firemind's Insight, but what Firemind's Insight should have been back in original Ravnica. I love that you can target player draws X cards. You can still kill the dredge guy. Yeah, there you go. How about pull from tomorrow? Ooh. Blue, blue, X, draw X, then discard a card. It's fine. Good. And lastly, we have White Sun Zenith. I love that this card is an instant. That's pretty cool. White, 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 X. Put X, 2-2, white cat creature tokens onto the battlefield. Why were they cats? I think that's a Mirrodin thing. Are there lots they're, of cats? I guess there were uh, lots the of Le- cats. The Leonin or whatever, right? Those cat people? Yeah, they were from they were from Mirrodin, I guess. That's, that makes sense. All right, we're into the sorceries now. Oh, baby. Now, there's some, some good-ass shit in here. Starting with Sky Shroud Claim. That finds you two forests, puts him to play untapped. Apex of Power. Oh, this is the Apex of Power. Red, 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 seven. Exile the top seven of your library. Until end of turn, you can cast them. If if this spell was cast from your hand, add ten mana of any one color to your mana pool. Now that's cool, but in a deck where everything is more than one color, or most things are more than one color... Damn it, mm-hmm. is what I'd say after. This is a this is a tricky card to play. Yeah, but sure is powerful. <laughs> it's real good, though, yeah. I'm just going to tap 10 and get a free card because I cast it from my hand, and then I'm just going to like cast seven more things with my 10 mana. It's pretty good. Yeah. How about Banefire? Oh, yeah. X damage, and if X is five or more, it can't be countered or prevented. I love Banefire. I would rather it be a Comet Storm in EDH. Yeah, I Comet Storm is so good. Maybe maybe Dick Jones plays in a meta with lots of counter spells. Probably. How about Black Sun Zenith? Here's another Zenith. Black, Black, X. Each creature gets X minus one, minus one counters, and then you shuffle it back into your library. Neat. Brass's Bounty. I think this secretly is one of the cards that gives you huge mana. Huge. Huge. So it's 
red, six, for each land you control, you create a colorless treasure token that you can sacrifice for a mana. It's pretty cool. So that kind of acts as a mana doubler. Once. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is there's a card in here that lets you cast that for free, and and or there's other cards that let you copy that. You know what I want to see with this card in this deck? Inspiring Statuary. Oh, yeah. Because that would turn all of these sack things into rocks. Yeah, so you don't have to sacrifice them. You just tap them. Yeah, so you can build X that way. Yeah. We have a few more ramp spells in Cultivate, Farseek, Kadama's Reach, Sylvan Scrying. So we'll skip those. They're all ramp spells. Yeah. And we'll keep moving, and we'll go right into Exsanguinate. Oh, here's another win condition. Each opponent loses X life, then you gain that much life. Oh, baby. That's a that's a beating. Yeah. You know, we have a few new cards. We're going to skip over them and do them at the end. So we'll get back to them after we talk about Marshall Coup. Create X 1-1s. If X is 5 or greater, destroy all other creatures. For white, white X. Yeah, and if you've got, like, Wooberg mana from Ugin, like, X is going to equal 8. That's pretty good. Yeah. 8 dudes plus wreck all your opponent's dudes. That's that's it's always relevant. It's that, always awesome. It's a good spell. How about mass manipulation? This is an interesting one. Listen to this mana cost. Blue, 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 X, X. Holy what shit. What is what is even happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Better be good. Gain control of X target creatures and or planeswalkers. Whoa. That's pretty good. And forever. You just get them. Yeah, you can shuffle them into your deck and take them home. Yeah, and shank the guy. No, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, don't don't, don't stab anybody. Don't do what you said either. You just gain <laughs> them in the game. Right. That card, hey, so like you you tap six and you get one thing. Is that good? You tap eight and you get two things? That's probably good. I think that's Wizards trying to put a Band-Aid on Expropriate. Mm, yeah. Hey, guys, this is what we actually meant. <laughs> yeah, you tap ten and you get three things? Well, you get one, you get either an extra turn or a thing from all the other players. No, no, I'm talking about mass manipulation still. I'm trying to oh. justify when it becomes really good. This one... Ten mana, three things? You're going to have ten mana. Yeah, well, you, if you're going to use Ramos mana, you need twelve. Because Ramos only gives you two blue and you need four to play this. This is a hard spell to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's a tricky one. This is a great end-of-game spell where you've got somebody kind of on the ropes, but they've just got one thing or two things that are stopping you from winning. You're like, I guess I'll just mass manipulation the two things that are keeping you alive. Die. Yeah. That's probably good. Say somebody counters your mass manipulation. What are you going to do? You're going to play a Creator's Council. Oh, yeah. Green, 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 five. Holy shit. Return all cards from your graveyard to your hand. And then you exile it and have no maximum hand size. I like that card. Oh yeah. I just I just like that card. Yeah. It's got cool art. It's every everything about it is cool. How about Red Sun Zenith? Another Zenith. Deals X damage and then you shuffle it into your library. Something else too, right? It, it X if you kill a creature with it, it's it's removed from the game. That is relevant, but whatever. Torment of Hailfire. Oh, black Black X. Repeat the following X times. This is like a freaking algebra equation, dude. <laughs> Each opponent loses three life unless that player sacrifices a non-land permanent or discards a card. You can blow somebody the F out with that. Yeah, because like, okay, if X equals eight, because that's, I mean, when you deactivate Ramos. Yeah, that's just Ramos. Eight, you have to lose like 24 life or start sacrificing permanents and or discarding cards. Like how many cards do you discard or sacrifice if you don't have that much life 
It, it could it could really blow you out. Or how much life do you just pay before because you don't want to discard stuff? Twenty four? <laughs> I don't know. It's lots. I'm I've actually never seen this card before. Really? I thought that this was one of this would be one of your favorites. No, I've never seen this before. And you're vil- you're such a noob. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I've never played the game before. Villainous wealth. Blue, green, black. So it's going to put three counters on Ramos. Target opponent exiles the top X cards of their library, and you can cast any number of those cards with converted mana cost X or less without paying their mana cost. It's sort of like a, a Genesis wave from your opponent's deck Ooh. that you don't get the land from. I do like that. That's why I thought that you would love it, because it's a, your opponent's Genesis wave. Card of the week. Week, week, <laughs> week, week, week. Get out of here. <laughs> How about Welcome to the Fold? This one is weird. So it's blue, blue, two. Gain control of target creature if its toughness is two or less. Okay. If welcome to the fold's madness cost was paid, instead gain control of that creature if its toughness is X or less. And its madness cost is blue, blue, X. And madness is if you were to discard it, you can cast it for its mad- madness cost. Yeah. Um. I don't know. That's fine. It's it's a neat card. It's a fun card. I dig it. But I don't know. You could probably play something better. Yeah, that one that yeah. one's tough for even me to justify. That's it. That's your inspiring statuary. Sweet that's, big Dick Jones. There it is. That's what that is. Okay, now we left these ones that we're playing a whole cycle. We've played multiple cycles. Yeah, we're playing like a whole entire cycle here. We're playing the finales from War of the Spark. Oh man, these are so crazy. We're gonna start with the one with my my favorite art. That's where we're going to start. Not yeah. just because it's alphabetical, but because it has my favorite art on it in Finale of Devastation. So that is, they all are color, color, and X, right? So this is the green one. Green, green, X. Search your library and graveyard oh, for a creature with converted mana cost X or less. Put it into the battlefield. If X is 10 or more, creatures you control get plus X, plus X, and gain haste until oh, end of turn. Oh, baby. Wow. So if you can get to 12, you could get that it that betrays. Well, you take your 10 counters off Ramos and pay green, green. And then you have eight left over, so really you only need two. Yeah. That's okay. That's pretty good. Dude, you, yeah, you get your it that betrays, you get your, well, Draco would be hard to get, but. <laughs> Say you've already rocked the table with your um, Marshall coup. You got, oh! eight, you got eight soldiers now that they're all. 14 14s. This spell is awesome. I like yes, it. Yes, that is great. Which one has your favorite art on it? We'll do that one next. Um, my favorite one also has my favorite art. Ooh. That's the red one. Finale of Promise. Red Red X. Cast up to one target instant and up to one target sorcery card with converted mana cost X or less from your graveyard. If X is 10 or more, copy them three times. Oh. <laughs> you cast them three times, but you copy them oh, twice. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you cast them three times. <laughs> that's, that's insane. Dude, can you imagine copying Brass's bounty? Like casting it three times. You get treasures for your land three times. That's and just going to make you like 30 mana. That's pretty good. That's and not bad. And you're casting them. So when you cast them, you're putting counters back on Ramos. So if you yeah. have Ramos, you're not making 30 mana when you copy your Brass's Bounty. You're making... You're like, 40. Dude, you're making so much mana with this card. <laughs> now, in this deck, what do you play? You, like, what do you get back? 
Ah, that's the tr- that's this card is awesome, but you make even more mana because you just cast your Kadama's Reach like three times. Yeah, you're ramping or you're countering spells. I'm not. You gotta have, you know. It's I hard. I it's don't care. One. You it's, just just play that card. This card's amazing, but it's it's hard in this deck. Next up, we have Finale of Glory. Dude, these cards are so powerful. <laughs> white white X create X two two white soldier creature tokens with Vidge. Okay. If X is 10 or more, fucking also create. It's not, it's not instead, it's also. It's also create X44 white angel creature tokens with flying vidge. So you play this one, then you play Finale of Devastation. Oh my god. It's insane. What's the last one? Finale of Eternity. Black, black X, destroy up to three target creature with toughness X or less. Okay, if X is 10 or more, return all creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. I like the picture of Lily making Nick Bolas her bitch on that one, too. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, she's bitch slapping him, hey? And I that, guess that the, one's probably the worst one, right? That's strange. I would have thought the black one would have been right up there. It, and it certainly kills three creatures for, like, whatever, mana. For a bunch of mana, That's yeah, good. It's fine. And the last one is Finale of Revelation. Yeah, the Rev. That's Ugin. He's going to... Make Nickables his bitch too. <laughs> Draw X cards. If X is 10 or more, instead shuffle your graveyard into your library, then draw X cards. Untap up to five lands, and you have no maximum hand size. Then you have to exile it. It's pretty good. That's another draw X, which automatically has a spot in the deck, and then you get to untap lands, and you get to have no maximum hand size. It's pretty good. Yeah. Enchantments. Enchanties? We have four of them. Okay. This first one's a little bit weird. And it's Cloven Casting. That's a seven drop. Ooh. <laughs> Dude. When, whenever you play a multicolored instant or sorcery spell, you can pay one if you do copy it. I'm going to I'm gonna say it. Big Dick Jones, cut this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It costs too much, and all your, all your copying are your counter spells and that, like, Aurelia's Vengeance. All of your big, like, I suppose. beater spells are all monocolored. Yeah, this card, just you won't get enough value out of it. Find this. a way to play another finale of promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the next one? Smothering tide. Ooh, contentious. I don't. I, I think that the jury I, is in in a yeah, casual this card, deck. This card is just good. This card's good. Yeah, this, this card deserves to be here. Everybody's glad it's here. We all knew it was going to be here. I just say it's contentious because I've been made into a meme in multiple places online for saying it's bad. <laughs> I still don't think it's good in CEDH people. Well, it's, I don't think it is either, but good. In, in standard EDH, like in just a regular EDH, which is where you're going to find this deck, great S- card. Steedh? Standard EDH? <laughs> Get out of here. Okay, it's four drop. Whenever an, opponent draws a, whenever an opponent draws a card, yeah. They pay two. If they don't, I get a treasure. Sweet. It's another treasure card. There's two so far. Yeah. Okay. How about Storm the Vault? Ooh, yeah. Okay, so this is four drop. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, you get a treasure token. That's another treasure card. Yep. Cool. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control five or more artifacts, you transform it into Telerian Academy. Telerian Academy, of course, being Vault of Catlicon? Sure. Taps at one mana of any color to your mana pool, or you can add blue for each artifact you control. Yes. Very good with all those treasures. Let me say this. I wish that I was the guy in that picture. Oh, me too. He's just like in a tomb or a cave or something that's just full of gold. He's like Scrooge McDuck. He's going to swim around in that shit. It's going to be awesome. 
All right, last enchantment is Thousand Year Storm. This is a neat one, okay. Uh, six drop, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it for each other instant and sorcery spell you've cast this turn. Very cool, super ambitious. Because all your low drop stuff, again, is your counter spell. So if you're going to get that big double finale, you got to play something else first. You, you counter something twice. Yeah. That's fine. You know what? All the counter spells have some other upside, like you lose two life or I gain three life or whatever. Yeah. I gain six life for countering a spell. That's okay. That's not too bad. And now time for the artifacts. Of course, we are rocking a ton of rocks. I'm going to bang through all of them very quickly. Can I bang through them even quicker? Yes. It plays every signet. And a treasure map. Done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, sweet. There it is. If we're keeping track at home, because I know we are not, but I am. I got your back, CCO Nation. Five card draw spells? I'm including Apex of Power because you're like recasting cards from your graveyard? Yep. Okay. 16 sources of mana ramp. Dig it. I didn't count Storm the Vaults. It should be 17 in there because that gives you treasure tokens on your upkeep or whatever. Right. Or no, for attacking. Yes. That's cool. Bunch of removals if you're counting counter spells as removals. That's cool. Where do you want to go? You want to talk about some of the cuts you were thinking, or or do you want to go to strengths and weaknesses? Rather than do cuts, let's just add a, a small list of cards that I would put in this deck. Okay. I would put in Fist of Suns. Uh, that makes all your lands tap for any color? That makes all of your spells be able to be cast for Wooburg. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It so you gives can, you Jota mana or whatever. So you can cast your Brass's Bounty, or your It That Betrays, or your Draco. whatever. Your Draco <laughs> for five. So you activate Ramos, you get anything you want, two of them. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, you know, We were having this conversation before the show. Do you include things like Fusion Elemental? It's Wooburg for a 7-7 creature. Or Transguild Carrier? It's a 4-4 four, four for 4 or something, but it's all colors. Yes. I, I mean, you could. I don't know if I would. I would play New Niv-Mizzet maybe. He's all 5 too, right? Yeah. And he, he could draw you 10 cards, probably not, but he'll get you at least one, and he'll get you 10 mana. I love me some 10 mana. Yeah, getting 10 sure. mana is pretty good. Also, and this is going to, this is very CCO and very not CCO at the same time. You know who would go really good in this deck? What is it? Atraxa. Oh, we are knocking it out of the park with this arc, dude. <laughs> We're Arc of Audience 2.0. Project Atraxa, whatever point oh, we're doing it all. Because <laughs> Atraxa, when she comes in, if you have Ramos, she puts four counters on Ramos, and at the end of your turn, she proliferates Ramos, and then you gets can your thing. remove five to cast an instant for ten. Yeah, and you've got Atraxa, so you've got proliferating Ramos. It makes it a little bit easier to get those five counters on him, and you have a four-four flying death touch, fucking life link. Whatever flying. she does, yeah, yeah, she does Still. everything. Dang laundry list on her. Yeah, and I mean, if you're still playing the walking ballista, you can proliferate your walking ballista too, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's that's, that's this deck too. <laughs> yeah, and if somebody's playing Infect, you can help them out. Ruin their day. Yep. <laughs> or ruin somebody's day. Okay, what do I like? I actually like um, Revel and Riches in this deck because it's another thing that gives you treasure tokens, and it's it represents an extra way to win the game. So... Treasure tokens are never bad because they, in a pinch, they just are mana. Uh, with Revel and Riches, they let you win. Sweet. Here's a zany include with all those treasure tokens. Okay. Brutoclat. Oh, yeah. Because he turns all of your tokens 
into a specific type of token. So mm. if you have 30 treasure tokens and one angel, you can turn all 30 of your treasures into angels and beat wholesale motherfucking ass with them. Yes. So that's, that's cool. That's a cool one. Just That's neat. Yeah, if you're, for sure. If you're making treasures, you might as well beat wholesale ass with them, right? 100%. Strengths and weaknesses? Or do you have more suggestions? Let's just, let's, I want to just talk about the mana base for a hot second. Okay. I want to just make sure that everybody in CCO Nation knows that you do not need shock lands and fetch lands and dual lands and $7,000 mana base to play five color. You don't. You just don't. If, if you want to play it like super fast, then you kind of do. But if you want to play it in just around the kitchen table, nobody's trying to big dick each other. Well, except for big dick Jones. I did. <laughs> you, can, you can play it. It's fine. This is what I think that you need to do. You need to go into your mind or computer decks or however you build decks, and you need to say, and you need to do what this deck is trying to do. It wants to go to the late game so it can make itself perfect mana, right? It needs to outlast other people trying to kill it so eventually it'll get perfect mana, right? We do have shock lands in here, like your breeding pools, blood crypts and stuff, but we've got the slow fetches in Evolving Wilds and Terramorphic Expanse. We've got the Bant Panorama and Grixis Panorama, like those Esper Panorama. Those are the slow fetches. Then it's got City of Brass and um, what's the other City of Brass? Um, mana Confluence. Yeah, those deal a damage to you for any color of mana. Those are fine. It, there's nothing wrong with them. And if you're playing Atraxa, you have Lifelink to get that life back. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So that's all I wanted to say about it. Um, there's also the slow fetches. I don't think those are very much money, are they? The ones that they come into play tapped, but then you can sack them and get a... It's just like a fetch land, but they come into play oh, tapped. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, I think yeah. the land the, they get actually come into play untapped, too. So those were originally from Mirage or whatever, right? Yeah, I, I don't think they're big money yet. No, and they were in C18. Yeah, like you can get those for not much, and then you're, you know, you can fetch your shock land, or you can fetch your basics. For sure, yeah, perfectly serviceable. For sure. This particular deck, I'm going to mention this too, that I'm thinking about it, is playing a bunch of mana denial lands, and I think that's just greedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't... You're you're playing stone-cold, colorless lands, wasteland, strip mine, and scavenger grounds. No. Scavenger grounds is good. Scavenger grounds, I think you could keep around. Wasteland, strip mine, Yeah, they're they're all good. (laughs) They're great cards, but in a deck like this, you don't want to be sacking your land. Yeesh. Yeah, like unless you're playing against a lot of Gaia's Cradles and a lot of Talarian Academy things, like don't even bother. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Strengths and weakness? Strengths and weakness. Let's do it. Okay. Super high ceiling. Yeah. Oh, baby. X equals 10. Yeah. Good night. Yeah, the moon. <laughs> yeah. You, this deck goes right to the moon. It was zero to the moon, and that's awesome. My my note is commanders that rake. That's a That's a baseball term. To rake is to hit really good. If your commander can rake, that's never a bad thing. Like, if you're playing, how big is Ramos? A 4-4 naturally. You cast something for Wooburg, and he's a 9-9? Yeah. That's not terrible. So you have commander beats as, like, a backup. Yeah, just cast two spells or whatever to make him, like, just make him an 11-11. He's a two-pump chump. Yeah. That's fine. It's good. Moving on to the weaknesses. Five-color mana base. I know we touched on it. They're just slow unless you spend money on them. We, we, we already touched on it, so I don't want to go back into it, but it's fine. Casting or copying things with X in their casting cost, uh, sometimes it'll just get you X equals zero. 
Yeah. So I mean, when you copy something on the stack where X is whatever, you get to copy X as well. But there are sometimes you're going to play an X spell for free and you're going to get nothing. It's like discard a card. You don't want to do that. Yeah, for sure. And the last weakness I have is there's no. Um, there are super awesome payouts like your lab maniac when your library is empty, your walking ballista, or X equals more than ten on your finales. Yeah. But there's no actual way that I could see to make infinite mana. You can make lots of mana, but not infinite mana. I love making thirty mana. Nothing wrong with thirty mana, but that's like a corner case. But that gotta... only makes your walking ballista fifteen fifteen. Yeah. And, and you need him to be like a two hundred and fifteen, two hundred and fifteen <laughs> to win. Yeah. So like the deck is it has a great ceiling, but like the floor is a hole that you dug under your sub basement to keep the like button in so that you can throw like pork chop bones down to it. Once a week. Yeah. Good reference. Thanks. And that uh, that wild swing is something I really like in decks. I think that's really cool. I think that's EDH and it's a lot of fun. But sometimes if you're in one of those games that can maybe go for like two and a half, three hours, and you're just non-gaming it, that could happen with this deck. Yeah, speaking of two and a half or three hours, should we keep going? Yes. Your favorite section or mine? Let's do mine in card of the of week. The week. What do you got this week? We're going to cheat a little bit this week, and we're going to give it to the whole finale cycle. Oh, baby. Because those cards are just cool, and they're so EDH, and they're so fun, and they're such a blowout, and you can't get mad at them because, like, pay 12, win the game. What do I always say? Pay 8. Yeah, this is 50% more. (laughs) So... Win the game. I like that a lot. I think the finales are going to be great fun. I'm really looking forward to see what we can do with them and what all of you guys are going to do with them, too. For sure. That's awesome. These decks are real cool. I'm not sure how much they are. They're, you know what? They're three, four bucks, and the red one's 10. I, I was going to say, I think like they're anywhere between five and ten dollars. And foils, which we're going to want for EDH, are going to be like crazy. Yeah, but. Don't buy them now. They're going to tank. The green this one set and the gonna... red one are going to actually be good because they're they're actually really good. Yeah, these set, This set's going to be opened a lot. Yes. A lot. I, so. You know what I should have said? The green one and the red one are good because X doesn't need to be 10 and they're still freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. Milk list? Milk list. Okay. Milk list is, as per edhrec.com, the most popular card in Whatever color combination we're talking about from 0 to 16 today. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, I wonder what 16 is. Yeah, today we're talking about Wooburg or white, blue, black, red, green, or as the kids say. That's pretty Stan. What? No, just move on. I said it. Somebody out there is getting real mad at me because I said that because they know that I don't know what it means, but I said it. (laughs) At the zero drop slot. Most popular card in Wooburg, Mana Crypt. No. Huh. All right. At the one drop slot, we do all three, or the top three, I should say. Sol Ring? No. No Sol Ring no in this Sol deck? No Ring in this deck. Leave it to our audience to not jam a Sol Ring. <laughs> Way to go, man. Yeah, that's that's the shit. Birds of Paradise. Nope. No. Farseek is a two drop. Hold on a second. Yeah, what are you looking at? Swords to Plowshares. <laughs> no. No, not playing that. Farseek is the number one two drop. We are playing that one, yes. Yeah, there it is. Chromatic Lantern at three. No. No. That'd be another good one, though. It turns all of your slow fetches into Wooburg lands. Explosive Veg at four. I don't know why that gets played so much. I don't know. Over Sky Shroud Claim. Sky Shroud Claim is just so much better. Yeah, I suppose. Because you're obviously playing green in your deck. Just play Sky Shroud Claim. 
Mirari's Wake at five. Nope. Merciless Eviction at six. Nope. Boy, did that card get better when Planeswalkers were printed at Uncommon. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Atarka World Render at seven. No. That's a dragon thing. Yeah. Conflux at eight. No. That'd be fine in this deck. Just search for three finales, put them into your hand. Hey, yeah. Yeah. And put five counters on Ramos. Now, wouldn't you get all of the finales with Conflux? Oh, you search for a card of each you color. Can, you could get all five finales. That's neat. Ooh. That's cool. You ever look for a way to close the game out? There you go. There it is. <laughs> Number nine, our nine drop slot, in Garrick's Wake. Nope. Oh, shit, I forgot to be counting these. Have we hit any yet? Yes. <laughs> I'll tally them in a sec. Old pierogi tits at 10, progenitus. <laughs> no. No, but again, that'd be good. Ulamog at 11. Nope. It to be Trays at 12. Yep. We are playing that. Emrakul at 13. Nope. Emrakul at 15. Nope. Sorry, the number one 15 drop is actually a Tokthon Worm. <gasps> you fucking kidding me? No. In Wooburg? That's fine. No, it's not fine. It's never fine. It's never fine to play that card. 16 drop. Draco. We are playing Draco. I jam Draco on a deck. Do you fling it at somebody after? Uh, sort of. It yeah. goes in uh, my Volrath deck. There you go. You're not playing Draco. Three Milkless matches. That's really good. That's actually good, yeah. It's like he knew. And he some of them are ones play. I wouldn't expect. I wouldn't expect It the Betrays to be... Yeah. Big time, right? Like one of them was a, Draco was a given. Cause S- sorry, I would expect it the Betrays to be the best 12 drop, but I wouldn't expect it in a Ramos deck. Yeah. Leave it up to CCO Nation, right? We do what we can. They do what they can. I love it. So this, this is going to be awesome. This is the best part right here. Okay. 1,224 decks on EDH. Cam. He is the eighth most popular, right below Joda and right above Reaper King. Eighth? Eighth. Uh, yeah, you're right. I have seventh down on my, my notes, but he's eight. You're right. Average CMC of this deck, which is kind of a mislabeling the deck because it's X spells. Yeah. 3.3. <laughs> it's way higher than that. Yeah, it's like 13.3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Tutors? I didn't find any. We didn't hit any tutors, did we? There were no tutors. Just searching for land. That's fine. Get this. Cards different than the stock Ramos list on EDHREC.com. This now is going to be a good one. Let's just point it out that Ramos is kind of like charm tribal because lots of charms where you get to have multiple effects that you choose on a card are two or three colors. Right. Seems great. Seems awesome. Three mana, three counters on Ramos, beat in. Yeah, man. Not today. Just the one. Not charm tribal. This is X tribal. Yeah, baby. 50 cards different than the stock list on EDHREC.com. Holy shit, that is awesome. (laughs) Punch it all in. Spice calculator, 69.7. Wow. We are going to round this just for the sake of the show, so we can say spiciness of 70. 70. We are off to the races. Yeah, dude. That is so good. Super sweet. So, Big Dick Jones, congrats. We like the deck. We like the cards. We're not sure about the It That Betrays. <laughs> but sure, I'll take Draco. There's there's some loose includes, I think, in here, but, I mean, that's that's fine. If you enjoy playing them, that's what counts they he could, obviously likes this deck or he wouldn't have sent it in they could be pet cards they could be very meta cards like the land destruction ones that we just we have no way of knowing without talking to him and we want to surprise people when we pick decks right yeah so that's fine but yeah I think overall it's a cool deck what do you think Ryan I like it I've never built Ramos he is definitely on my list to build though and this makes me want to just jam all finales in him yeah I actually super want to build Ramos as well but 
I don't know, it just felt like one of those ones that everybody was going to build, and then Jesse got one, so now I don't oh, want it yeah, anymore. that's a thing. And how many different ways can you build it? Apparently two. Hold on a second. One. Just wait a second. F you, Jesse. I built the deck. That was my fault. F you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. like that. Giveaway rundown, how do we win it, and final thoughts of the day. Okay, we are giving away the dark. The whole dark. The whole entire dark. The whole set. Blood Moon, Ball Lightning, Preacher, the whole bit. You can get entered in to win that fabulous prize. And thank you all for supporting us to a level where you can give away a prize like this. This is really exciting for us, too. So you send, you head over to our iTunes page, give us a review, a comment, help us come up in the search algorithm so that we can reach more people, we can get into more ear holes. We'll enter you there. Or if you're not on iTunes, that's not something you're interested in doing, or you're one of those real keeners who have already done that, email... Oh, wait a second. Speaking of keeners who've already done that... Really, I think that we only have like 10 or 11 comments on iTunes. So your chances of winning the dark are very high if you go and leave us a comment on iTunes. Hey, wow. yeah. Wow. I just yeah. thought of that. Okay. Yeah. There, there you go. Or if that's not something you've wanted done, you've already done it, you can send us uh, some kind of evidence that you have gone out into your local world and have helped us promote the show, either by showing off your shirt, your sticker, a card, an altar telling us about the show, sharing us on Facebook, whatever you do, just let us know. We'll enter you into the hat to win the dark. The whole set. The whole dark. As for this deck, Mr. Dick Jones, Big Dick Jones, thank you for sending it in. You're the leadoff hitter, and it was a good one. I think it really sets the tone for what we're going to try and do for the next few weeks, where we're going to play big, fun decks that are just... I can't even describe them as any of the ways big and fun. Yeah, we're we're pushing the envelope with the language in this episode already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is a great deck, and it's the kind of thing that I would really like to play. It's swingy, and it's something that you don't have to think too hard about. It's just got cards that are cool to play, all smashed together, and you play them, and that's great. And it's something that we're going to continue to do over the next few episodes of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme songs! Ooh.